Hello and welcome back to the Conservative Energy Podcast. Today's episode is a special re-airing of the Conservative Energy Network's polling presentation. This fall, CEN released its eighth annual poll. This poll, conducted by Causeway Strategies, polled 1,011 registered voters to understand voter opinions regarding clean energy, climate, market competition, and related policy issues. The survey results revealed that an overwhelming majority of voters, that's 88%, believe that it is important that the United States produce its own energy and become energy independent. You can find stats like this and the full polling results online at www.conservativeenergynetwork.org forward slash polling. Now, please enjoy a replay of the polling webinar featuring CEN's CEO, John Soka, and Causeway Strategies VP, Chris McNulty. All right. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Conservative Energy Network's webinar discussing the findings of our October 2023 National Energy Poll. My name is John Soka, and I'll be your host today. I'm the CEO of the Conservative Energy Network and a former five-term state legislator in the North Carolina House of Representatives. My legislative work in energy policy and advocating for clean energy solutions helped shape North Carolina's clean energy landscape. Today, I'm excited to share the results of our national poll with you. The Conservative Energy Network has historically done an annual poll to gauge where the American electorate is on a variety of energy-related issues. We use these results in our own strategic planning to shape our educational efforts, and we share the results with allies and friends publicly. This year's survey results are very clear. The issue of energy is not the black and white partisan issue that is often portrayed. The American electorate largely believes in climate change regardless of party. The American electorate wants an all of the above energy strategy that addresses cost, reliability, and sustainability. It's also abundantly clear from the poll that the electorate sees no energy agenda or plan coming from its government. The bottom line of this survey is that the American people want an all of the above, all of the above energy strategy, but their government is not giving that either in word or in actions. We've increased our capabilities beyond previous years. Not only did we conduct a poll, we're matching the results back to the voter file. This allows us to not only know how the electorate is thinking about these issues, but it also gives us the ability to target and speak to voters based on their specific beliefs. We can create support audiences for activism or persuasion audiences to speak to. For instance, if I wanna to speak to Republican or Republican leaning voters who believe in climate change, but they're as yet undecided on wind energy, that's an audience we can identify to use internally or to share with our partners. Collectively, we have the information and the data to make the results of the survey actionable. Here's a few admin announcements. For everyone attending today's webinar, I encourage you to take an active role. If you have questions during the webinar, share them by using the Q&A function, and you can find that at the bottom of your Zoom screen. We'll take some time to answer questions at the end of the discussion, and we'll do our best to get to all your questions. This webinar is being recorded and will be made available as a podcast episode on the Conservative Energy Podcast, and you can find that on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. All, rest, all registrants attending today's webinar will receive an email when the recording is available. 
Now let's get to the poll results. For this project, we worked with Causeway Solutions. Causeway is a predictive modeling data analytics firm that works with an array of political and corporate clients. Chris McNulty, who you'll hear from today, is the VP for Political Insights. Before joining Causeway in 2015, Chris was the political director of the RNC, and before that, political director for Speaker Boehner, who was working in concert with the, with the NRCC. As an aside, I also worked with Causeway and Chris in my previous life as a state legislator, and I found their work to be incredibly accurate and very insightful. And now I'll turn the floor over to Chris, who will lead us through the poll results. Chris? Thank you, uh, Colonel, and thank you, everybody, for taking the time uh, to join today. Um, we will uh, run through, as uh, the Colonel indicated, we'll run through uh, the results, and um, I want to share my screen. And uh, as you have any questions uh, moving forward, please uh, don't hesitate to ask. I'll confirm, uh, Colonel, everybody, can you see my screen? Oh, wait, right, there we go. All right. Um, first of all, uh, very quickly on methodology, it was, as uh, uh, was indicated, this was a, a national survey, uh, over a thousand responses conducted from October 9th through the 11th uh, and uh, weighted for age, sex and party ID with a margin of error of just three points. Um, the key takeaways here I wanted to start with because I think they're important and uh, kind of start to tell the story. Um, if I could kind of broadly, uh, the, the Colonel indicated this, uh, broadly speak to the bottom line here is that um, there is a heck of a lot more gray uh, area in the way in which uh, Americans look at, and a lot less black and white, the way in which the American looks at energy and energy policies. Too often, I think, um, we look at uh, kind of the partisan um, breaks and think it's an all or nothing uh, scenario on energy, when in fact, uh, there is quite a bit of uh, unanimity on energy policy, regardless of partisanship in the electorate. So those key takeaways, more than half the voters in each political party believe protecting the environment and development of energy supplies should be balanced and given an equal opportunity. Uh, second, voters in all parties believe it's important that the United States become energy independent. Nearly three-fourths of Republican respondents said it's very important. 68% of Americans believe in climate change, including 42% of Republicans. Uh, th this is one of the central findings here that uh, we're going to refer to a number of times. Um, the vast majority of Americans believe in climate change. And it again, it is not a black and white issue. Uh, 42, this includes 42% of Republicans. 67% of voters support community solar, including 60% of Republicans and 65% of independents. Uh, again, we tested a variety of uh, um, renewable uh, uh, sources of energy. Solar came out as the uh, as the number, having the largest amount of support. 42% of voters believe in climate change, but also believe in cutting energy regulations. You're gonna hear a lot of the all of the above energy strategy. What is this particular fact was, was interesting because of the fact that uh, there are people that believe in climate change and very much want the government to deregulate so that we have more energy sources, both uh, fossil and renewable. Um, you can believe both things at the same time. 
Um, the second big takeaway, besides the fact that the majority of, of, of the public believes in uh, climate change, uh, regardless of partisanship, uh, is that voters are clueless about America's energy strategy. Um, this is a big opportunity for Conservative Energy Network and its partners to start to define what our energy future should look like. It's an opportunity for our government as well, but it is clear that the American people do, cannot discern if there is an energy policy, and certainly if there is, what it is about. And you'll see that. Voters are worried about as all aspects of energy future, reliability, affordability, and sustainability. This comes up over and over again, and again, regardless of partisanship. Uh, solutions must include American energy independence, this all of the above energy strategy, and cutting red tape that prohibits uh, energy development. Voters are telling us uh, very clearly, their politicians, they want them to be for something, not just against. Uh, I think the voters on kind of, when you talk about partisanship, both Republicans, both Democrats uh, are, are frankly tired of the rhetoric, the all or nothing type of strategy and very much favor, uh, want to uh, look working together and in all of the above types of solutions. Uh, we, of course, at the front end of this survey, we do take a look at some of the uh, political facts before we get to the, uh, the energy-related questions. Uh, this is reflected in a lot of national polls. This shouldn't surprise no one. Uh, on presidential job approval, um, Joe, Joe Biden presently uh, uh, not doing well, obviously, among Republicans. But the stark number here uh, is, and the reason why Biden approval is, is not doing well is the high amount of disapprove, strongly disapprove, and somewhat disapprove among independent voters in this gold bar, but even the relatively low, somewhat approve and strongly approve among, um, among uh, uh, Democrats as well. That 79% uh, total should be more like in uh, high 80s, uh, low 90s among, uh, among Democrats. So Joe Biden uh, not faring well among independents and uh, not not faring that well among Democrats as well. Direction of the country. Uh, again, you've seen a lot of this, not surprisingly. Uh, the vast majority of Republicans believe the country is heading in the wrong direction. Again, the problem here for Joe Biden uh, is that uh, uh, in this particular instance, 73% uh, of independents believe the country is heading in the wrong direction. And 39% of Democrats. Uh, that tells a big, big story. Uh, U.S. congressional choice, if the November 24 election were held today, who would you vote? This is the classic generic ballot question, and I think this tells a lot as well. Regardless of the direction of the country, uh, regardless of where President Biden's uh, popularity per presently stands, approval presently stands, Americans are equally split uh, as to their support uh, leaning towards Republican or, or, or Democrat uh, when it comes to the congressional ballot, when it comes to the generic ballot. Again, not surprisingly, Democrats support Democrats, Republicans support Republicans. But the story here is these independent voters, 30% uh, of which support the Republican candidate, 31% uh, that support the, the Democrat candidate, and an almost equal number that are unsure. It is clear from this that there is no uh, independent voters are not swinging one way or the other right now on generic ballot. Frankly, they're pretty unsure and just breaking it pretty much evenly into each camp. From a political perspective, uh, there's a lot of work to be done by both parties uh, in order 
to uh, improve that or to take advantage of the situation uh, to, the, to their advantage. Uh, Republican primary choice, again, this should surprise no one um, as it is reflected in many uh, national polls that we see right now. We have uh, 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 former President Trump uh, among Republican primary voters uh, with a significant lead, uh, DeSantis in second, uh, and Haley in third. I do think it is somewhat uh, notable that 46% is not uh, yet at, at 50, um, but it will take a consolidation of the field to change that dynamic. Um, Biden versus a generic Republican. This isn't exactly a fair fight. Generic Republican, generic any candidate is always kind of the best accumulation of, of, uh, of what uh, a voter might think about that voter could be. Um, not surprisingly, Republican support is high for a gener um, generic Republican. But again, the story here is Democrat support is not as high as it should be. Uh, and independence break 38-26 uh, uh, towards a generic Republican candidate. Again, we don't run against a generic Republican, so it only tells a part of the story. Uh, when you look at the kind of most likely matchup that we would have uh, today, uh, based on the polls uh, in each primary, in each party's primary, uh, a Biden versus Trump matchup. Um, ultimately, we have, uh, we have, despite uh, that right direction, wrong track, despite uh, uh, the approval ratings, we have Joe Biden at 39, Donald Trump at 37, with 17% undecided. Again, this is a very close race that reflects what we see in a lot of the national polls. Um, this, again, is not a state-by-state, state, not an electoral college poll, uh, but just looking at the national electorate, again, very, very close. Um, strong support uh, within each party. When you look at the binary choice, Trump versus, Trump versus Biden, uh, that Democrat support does come home. Um, even though Democrat approval rating for Biden is not as strong and um, uh, Republicans as well. But the story here, very, very close, independents slightly breaking nationally towards, uh, Bi towards Biden um, with, for a very narrow two-point uh, margin within the margin of error. Now getting to the energy issues. Um, would you say your personal views on energy are more conservative, more progressive, or about in line with the average member of your party? We look at this to start to break down where individuals are um, as it relates to their party and how they view their party on energy issues. Um, not surprisingly here, Republicans think often they're more conservative, but there is a segment that believe they're more progressive and about 24% in line. Um, Democrats, um, uh, uh, some again, 10%, uh, just like 7% of Republicans are uh, consider themselves to be more progressive than their party. 10% of Democrats believe uh, they are more conservative than their party on energy related issues. Um, independent voters, um, uh, and this is an important split, an important understanding uh, that the colonel uh, spoke of as far as the ability to match back to the voter file. Not surprisingly, independent voters um, are all over the map on, on energy issues. They, they have a wide range. 27% uh, consider themselves more conservative, 25% more progressive, and 34% in line. Um, the key to matching back to the file that was referenced earlier is that we're able to identify that 34% or this 10% even of Democrats that identify as more conservative on energy issues. We're able to identify that exact group of people, um, which becomes very valuable to uh, conserve the energy network and its, and its allies. 
again, I think one of the top two takeaways uh, from this survey is how Americans view uh, the energy strategy of the United States. And it is pretty sure, pretty clear from um, from this display uh, on the feedback that we got uh, what they think. And that is they have no idea. They are not sure. There, there is not a clear, coherent energy strategy coming from the government, coming from their representatives at this time so that anybody can understand it. This leaves an opportunity to fill that uh, void, to define that and create an energy strategy. But it's clear that, and I think we'll show in future slides, not only do they not know what it is, but they're asking for, uh, in, a very, uh, in a very strong way, um, a, a very clear and, and uh, all of the above energy strategy. Which is the following, uh, mostly resembles your opinions on, uh, on, on climate change. Um, again, here is, uh, I think, really important. The way that you should look at this is the farther left you are here is the more, uh, I don't want to use the word radical, the more aggressive strategy uh, is needed. Action is needed because humans are contributing to climate change. Action is needed because climate change is occurring even if it isn't caused by humans. More research is needed to determine if climate change is occurring and if action is needed and then kind of the no action. Uh, the story here is that the bulk of the American people, regardless of partisanship, fall into these far left two columns that acknowledges that climate change is real and or uh, it, it is, is caused by humans. Uh, so the vast majority of voters Republican, Democrat, and Independent fall into 45% believe action is needed is caused by humans. An additional 22% believe action is needed, even if it isn't caused by humans. For that, uh, for a very large uh, uh, majority that believe that action is needed, bottom line. Um, again, regardless of partisanship, you're getting 23% of Republicans who believe uh, uh, on the far left and an additional 19%. Uh, that's that 42% ultimately of Republicans even that we referenced earlier uh, that believe action is needed on climate change. Again, this is a very valuable way to match it back to the voter file. It's very important because that 42% of Republicans is a knowable use for particularly for conservative energy network is a noble group of people that is sitting out there that are voters that believe that uh, climate change is needed in action, or climate change is real and action is needed. Um, energy protection, uh, energy uh, protection of environment, energy development. If you had to choose in with which of the following statements, statements would you most agree? Um, from the working from the left here, protection of the environment should be given priority over development of energy supply. Uh, development of energy supply should be given priority over protection of the environment and protection of the environment and development of energy supplies should be balanced and given equal opportunity. Uh, this might not be the central uh, uh, finding here, but it is an incredibly important finding and it is dominant. Um, that balanced approach, protection of the environment and development of energy supplies uh, being balanced and given equal opportunity um, is, is so strong here uh, over the over the extremes on either side, um, it, it begs for that all of the above energy strategy, that balanced approach to providing new sources of energy, um, uh, 
while protecting the environment at the same time. Uh, again, regardless of partisanship, 54% of Republicans, uh, again, it's not, I said in the beginning, it's not a black and white issue. This demonstrates that perhaps better than anything. 57% um, of the entire public, 54% of Republicans um, believe protecting the environment uh, and developing energy supply should be done in a balanced fashion. Uh, environmental impact of energy in your life. How much, if at all, do you worry about the following environment in, impact in your life? A great deal, a fair amount, not very much, um, uh, or unsure. Uh, a little more obscure here, uh, but again, I think the I think the uh, significance here is that the combination of people that feel a great deal or a fair amount uh, of energy impact in their life is is the is the significant number. Clearly, more numbers of uh, the bulk of the population, sixty-three uh, uh, percent, that feel a fair amount or a great deal amount affect uh, uh, of environmental impact in their life. Affordability, uh, again, the kind of the big three bucket that Conserve the Energy Network always talks about. Uh, um, affordability uh, is, is one of those, and again, this should with inflation with the cost of energy across the board. Uh, this should not surprise anyone that a huge amount of the voters, again, regardless of partisanship, worry uh, about affordability of, of energy in their life. Uh, when you look at a number like this, and then you go back to that slide that talked about the fact that there is no discernible uh, energy policy or strategy that the American electorate can, can discern from their government, and at the same time, they have this much concern over, regardless of partisanship, uh, over their energy costs in their life is a giant opportunity to fill the void. And frankly, uh, a travesty in that there is so much desire for a policy here um, and concern over, uh, in this case, uh, the affordability, but again, no policy to discern uh, by that same public. Here again, talk about affordability, talk about reliability of energy in your life. Partisanship uh, doesn't matter. The vast bulk of voters, 72% um, are in the great deal or fair amount. Uh, so regardless of talking about cost or reliability. And then finally, um, energy independence. Um, often this is, a, a, at least from, from what we see in the news, what we see in, in press releases and such, Energy, energy independence, you would believe by watching the news is just a Republican issue. It is not. Um, the fact is that um, energy independence uh, as a country, 53% uh, of Democrats consider it very important. 32% of uh, Democrats uh, consider it somewhat important. Again, vast majorities want to see energy independence, have concern about reliability, have concern about cost. Um, how Likely or unlikely, do you think it is that the U.S. will dramatically reduce uh, the use of fossil fuels within the next decade? Um, again, this is a little more muted of an answer, uh, and I think it reflects the fact that you have the bulk of people in somewhat likely, somewhat unlikely, is more reflective of the fact that they, these voters, these this electorate is not hearing what the policy is. There's no policy for them to discern, so they don't really have an opinion if we're going to be able to uh, reduce the use of fossil fuels or not, because there's not a coherent policy coming out of the government. 
Um, when thinking about making a lifestyle change to protect the environment, are you personally more likely to make radical changes as replacing your gas furnace, not driving or using an air conditioner, small changes? Um, so, or uh, not using an air conditioner, small changes such as reducing consumption, recycling or no changes at all. Um, I think this makes a ton of sense here. I, 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 I think it, it's uh, instructive for uh, people that care about energy policy in the country. Um, again, regardless of partisanship, radical changes, uh, the larger changes we describe here uh, is not something a few more Democrats uh, than, than Republicans and certainly or than and in independents. But 13 uh, percent accume uh, of the electorate wanting radical changes, but 59 percent willing to make uh, small changes in their life. I think it's instructive as to how we speak to energy policy, what we're asking people to do. Uh, to give a clear path forward with things that can make a difference uh, at the bottom line, but uh, are not considered radical. And the other big story here is that uh, no changes, uh, while Republicans peak a little bit here, the vast bulk of voters is in the small or uh, is, is for change ultimately and willing to make change in their own lifestyle. We talked about community solar. We tested a variety of, um, of uh, uh, renewable uh, sources of energy. Community solar refers to a solar array located within a community where customers can subscribe or receive a credit on their utility bill for their share of power that's produced, just as if the panels were on their roof. Would you support or oppose a community solar project being developed in your community? Huge. Uh, again, we were, I was, uh, I don't, I don't, was a little surprised in the, in the strength of support uh, for such, again, regardless of partisanship. And I think what was interesting here is that while clearly the bulk of, of the support is in the strong or somewhat category uh, for community solar, um, this was clearly, this was a clear winner of all the renewable uh, approaches among Republicans as well. 41% uh, of Republicans somewhat support, 18% strongly support, very little opposition among Republicans. Clear, It's a clear winner across the electorate, but the inside story here was that this was the number one takeaway, uh, the number one uh, preference, if you will, for renewables among Republicans. Do you think that you will experience a, a, a blackout caused by a mass energy shortage during the next five years? Um, this is muted, this crossed the board. I think this, is, uh, this was a difficult question. Um, uh, equal parts believe they will and they won't. Again, I think this is part, partly reflective of the fact that People don't understand uh, if we have a policy to fix the problems that are out there uh, with the energy grid or not, or if that will happen or not. Cutting energy reg regulations. Um, again, this is interesting. On the flip side, we just talked about Republicans being uh, very much for um, a 42% believing in uh, uh, climate change, being for uh, small changes in their own personal lifestyle. Uh, being for solar panels. Here, when we talk about cutting en energy regulations broadly, please tell me if you support or oppose the following policies, cutting regulations and red tape that slow the development of energy. This has been kind of a, a Republican talking point, but you can see, uh, again, in the all of the above uh, uh, narrative that comes out of this survey, that even among, while yes, strongly support 33% of Republicans, somewhat support 34, 27% um, of Democrats strongly support. 33% of Democrats um, somewhat support and significant numbers of independent voters. Um, people want to see an all above the 
above energy strategy. They believe in climate change. They're willing to make their own personal sacrifice to do it. Um, but they also want uh, energy. Uh, they want deregulation uh, across the board that allows for more energy uh, options and, of course, affordability, which we know they care about as well. And that, some follow-up um, uh, slides there on the end, um, that kind of concludes uh, the polling section. I, I have not been paying too close attention to the, uh, I apologize, to the Q&A if there is any, uh, but I will kick it back to uh, Colonel Soka for some Q&A. All right, Chris, thanks for that. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, questions here. Uh, first one from David Lewis, in your voter sample, did you use registered or likely voters? And specifically with Republicans, did you gauge those who participate in primary elections? Um, I'll, um, I'll let Taylor, um, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we used all voters, um, um, not just likely, isn't that correct, Taylor? Yeah, we use registered voters, and uh, yeah, we did specifically with Republicans gauge those who participate in primary elections. Um, before we went and we asked you the Republican ballot, we would go and we would screen you and ask you if you're going to vote in the Republican primary, Democratic primary, in you know, or if you're not going to vote at all. So, yes, we did ask that. Thank you, Taylor. Okay, so I guess the follow-on to that is, is that by doing by conducting the poll in the way that you did. Um, I guess you'd say it's more accurately reflect likely voters who are going to show up and vote in primaries. Is that another way of saying that? Yes. Okay. Good. Um, we, we've got two questions here dealing with terminology, really. And it's uh, the question is believe in climate change rather than should the question be perhaps accept the science of climate change? Uh, any thoughts on that? Um. I will, um, I don't want to say defer to Taylor here. Taylor, speak up if you disagree with me on this. Um, I, I think the 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 fairer way is uh, to say believe in it, uh, in that it occurs. Um, I think you catch, when you start to enter the word science, unfortunately, has taken on a um, uh, some uh, partisan, partisan tones. But if you're just asking, uh, if people believe or they don't believe, I think it's a very clean question um, that you can get a very clean answer to. Uh, I think it can be asked either way, to be honest, um, but I believe this accurately reflects, um, it, you know, very simply, if people believe in climate change or not, and kind of by by inference, the science behind it. Yeah, I definitely agree with McNulty on that one. I think he kind of nailed it uh, right on the head. Uh, there was a follow-on to that uh, by Mr. Howe, and it says the basic science is not that difficult, that we need more folks understanding the basics of the problem. Otherwise, we continue to have too much res unnecessary resistance to addressing the problem and too much brain power sitting on the sidelines, which could be solving it. Do you think uh, short essays like this can help? I, you know, I'll handle that one because that's really what the Conservative Energy Network does. We operate in 24 states currently. We try and educate folks about how and why things happen, not just um, ask for their opinions on things. And in my personal experience, it takes a great deal of effort. And it's very difficult to really get to the point where people understand things. Um, you know, my experience in legislature, 
what I found knocking on doors was a, a lot of folks were more interested in the day-to-day -day issues. When you ask them questions like we asked on this, they really have to think about it. And as you can see by the results of the poll, a lot of people do think about things, but they're still unsure of the policy. And they don't necessarily understand the intricacies of energy policy because it is very complex as well as those of us on the screen do. So it's, um, I, I get the point. Uh, that's why the conservative energy network exists to go out and educate people. And uh, Colonel, here's a simple one. Colonel, if I, if I yeah. could jump, jump on, that on that sure. as well, I, I look at it as a, to identify such a significant portion of the electorate, not the least of which is that 42% of Republicans that believe it is uh, climate change is real. And then the corresponding questions about I'm willing to do something about it and I care about affordability, reliability, uh, et cetera, um, and, and sustainability as even among Republicans. Um, let's not obscure this opportunity with these groups by further defining for them or, you know, ham making them believe something going further down the line and making them believe something or trying to trying to separate. I think what the goals of, as I understand, uh, of conservative energy networks, take that opportunity, again, identify these audiences, which we can do uh, by matching back to the voter file and bring them down the path. Uh, ultimately, understand what they care about, understand what their beliefs are and start speaking to these audiences uh, to create either activist audiences, even among Republicans who are with you, uh, or persuasion audiences uh, to slowly educate them and bring them down the path to um, uh, the, to the goals that, that we know they all want, sustainability, uh, affordability, uh, and such. Okay, thanks. Uh, another question, will the slides be sent to the attendees and will the recorded webinar be made available? webinar will be made available. You will receive an email when it's up on our site. And uh, I believe, uh, Joanna, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe we'll be sending the slides out as well, or they'll just be available on the site. One of the two. We'll, we'll make it clear in the email correspondence with you where you can get them, but they will be made available. Um, another question from Adam Dubitsky. Are the cross tabs available? And or did you see any regional differences in support for community solar or based on rural versus suburban versus urban? Uh, cross cross tabs, Colonel uh, uh, they're available. They're open to oh, oh, that's up to you and your organization if you want to make them available. Okay. Um, I um, I don't know that we have. Let us look up the regional question for you and get you an answer. Uh, so that we're not, uh, I'm not shooting from the hip on that without looking at the cross tab specifically. Um, I would venture to say there was some um, differences regionally, but let us get you an exact answer on that. Uh, uh, Taylor, if we'd follow up there and make sure we get that answer, that'd be great. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. And the response to that from Adam Lewis, thank you. Great presentation. Um, Joanna, did you want to pop on now? Can you do that? Good. Yes. Sorry. What did you need? Um, the, about the slides. Are we going to send them out to them or they'll just be available on the website? I'm happy to share the slides. We will probably upload them to the website as a PDF and I will share a link when I send a link with the video as well. Okay, great. Um, thank you. Uh, there aren't any more questions 
that I can see in the Q and A. Uh, does anybody else have one? Type fast. I don't see any indication of typing. Colonel, the other thing I would add to if there's any for the follow up yeah. cross tab questions, follow up questions anybody have, they get off and they think I would have liked to have asked that. Um, obviously, go through um, Conservative Energy Network and your your contacts there, but we're more than happy to answer them. Okay, great. We appreciate that. Look, this is really uh, a great poll, great presentation. Uh, just thanks to you, Chris, and the rest of the Causeway team for joining us today and, and sharing these results and, and the key takeaways. Um, you know, energy is com very complex, and knowing where the public stands on this is very uh, important. Oh, wait, we had another question. Um, another two questions. Are they coming in like a flood here now? Okay, Ed Rivett wants to know a support for action on climate among Republicans, primarily among younger voters. That would uh, involve the same cross-tab question that I don't want to shoot from the hip from, but um, okay. Taylor, we will... Um, I'd venture to say you are correct, uh, at least a skew towards younger, um, based on what we know, but I want to get you some exact numbers and we'll follow up very quickly with that. Taylor, if you would put that in our to-do list uh, as well. Uh, we can do that, yes. Okay, great. Uh, Justin Mason has a question. Could there be an explanation on voters wanting deregulation to help ensure siting projects? Um, I I don't totally understand. Uh, well, I shouldn't say understand. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Justin, I, could not, you I uh, the question? Can you phrase the question. Justin, hopefully you're typing away. Um, but I do know that Justin works in our land. Uh, did voters want to see deregulation? help ensure project development. Ah, okay. I think the um, that's taking a little bit of a leap based on what, what we know. We didn't ask that specifically. Having said that, I think that is a very, very safe conclusion of, of, of what they're looking for. It's a broad kind of red tape, get out of the way of projects. I want more opportunity, more, you know, more, more availability. So uh, regardless of uh, renewable or not, um, so I think uh, I think that it's a very, very safe logic leap there, even if we didn't ask it specifically. Okay. Great. Any other questions out there? My screen says no open questions, so I guess there's not anything else. Um, well, we've told you uh, everything we know about this poll, quite a bit about the Americans' feelings on energy. Uh, myself, I found it very interesting because there's a couple of things I didn't really understand, uh, and I understand a whole lot better now. So again, thanks to Chris um, and your team at Causeway. Um, as a reminder for everybody on the call, this webinar was recorded. It'll be made available as a podcast. We will send you an email letting you know when the podcast will be loaded up on the Conservative Energy Podcast. And that's either on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or YouTube. Um, and again, no further questions. So thanks one last time to Chris and the Causeway team. Thank all of you for attending this today. I hope you found it as interesting and as edifying as I did. 
We appreciate your attendance and your excellent questions. And that concludes our podcast. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.